Ho, ho, ho. My name is Rob Scott from UC Today and welcome to our December Microsoft Teams news update. So as always, I'm joined by Tom Abuthnot, who's a UC Solutions Architect, Microsoft Certified Master and MVP. Welcome, Tom. Yeah. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Very good. Very good. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm feeling very Christmassy. Christmas jumper, Christmas hat, Christmas Christmas cup. It's all going. <laughs> I like it. I think I've got a matching one, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. I've got a reindeer as well, but you can't just quite see the reindeer where I'm sat. But uh, yeah, looking good, looking good, love it. So uh, lots happened over the last few weeks. Uh, from a, you know, UC industry, you know, generally speaking, has been really big. You know, lots of big news, um, but lots happening on the Microsoft Teams front as well. So yeah, even as we roll into December, there's still some pretty pretty impactful news, which is always interesting. Like normally it slows down, but there's a few few big things this month to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, let's jump in. Let's talk about what's been happening across the uh, the Microsoft Teams sphere. Uh, what's top of your list this month? Yeah, so very top of the list is uh, Microsoft announced a new uh, SKU, a new license uh, called Teams Phone with Calling. This is aimed at the SMB space. And Microsoft are really just trying to make it easier to buy Teams in that space. And Microsoft licensing is always one of the challenges of Microsoft. It's so complicated, you know, keeping up. They're trying to make it simple. So Teams Phone with Calling will bundle Teams Phone, i.e. you can make a phone call, Microsoft Calling Plans, i.e. they give you the phone number and the minutes. Um, and with Office 365 now, um, free as an add-on license now and in bundled in next year, is PSTN conferencing. So you can buy one license and you'll have your PSTN conferencing, which is already part of Office 365, your phone and your phone number in your minutes. So just making it easier for that SMB space to be like, oh, I buy one thing and I get a phone. So in your blog, you said, you know, it turns Teams into a proper phone. What do you mean by proper? I mean, do you mean that, you know, the, the full PBX functionality? Yeah, it's, it's interesting in the blog because when these blogs hit the wider audience, particularly the SMB, they're not necessarily in our space. So I find myself explaining phone because lots of things, and Microsoft even do this, they, they blend a VoIP calling story and lots of other vendors do it. You, know, you can make calls. Uh, and I think real people, quote unquote, you know, non-UC expert people think, oh, I can make a call, then obviously I can make a PSDN phone call, but often they just mean VoIP. So so I, I say real phone because that's, I think, what people understand to me. Okay, it has a phone number and minutes, and I can make and receive real calls to real people. Um, yeah, I love from the audience if there's a better language for that, but just, just helping people understand they buy one license, they get a... A dial pad. They get. They can plug in real IP phones. They they have calling plan. They have minutes. Good. I got it. And in terms of business voice, what's happening in business voice? Yeah. So business voice was the license before for SMB, and that bundled in phone conferencing and calling. Um, and there was also an option on that license to bundle in a third party's calling, so another another user's or uh, another ISP's direct routing. So if you bought that from a third party, they might bundle in their minutes rather than Microsoft's minutes. That license is going to get dropped, and it's, it's really getting dropped because conferencing has been added to all the Office 365 SKUs, which I still think is a huge deal. I don't think the industry is quite understood yet. Microsoft have just, just added PSD and conferencing to pretty much all the Office 365 licenses. And I think that was a compelling event for lots of customers to go, oh, I've got Teams, but it doesn't have dial-in numbers. I don't really know how to order them. 
I'll just go on the internet and buy WebEx or Zoom or AT&T Connect or whatever. Like I, I need phone numbers. I think I, I personally saw a number of customers, particularly in the small space, not really understanding Teams, thinking it doesn't have PSDN dial-in and going and buying another product. Um, so now that's in the box, a lot more people will use it for meetings, I think, but it'll also push phone. So that license goes, if, if you're a third party and you want to sell your own minutes, there's still a phone license without calling plan. So you would sell the customer the phone license and your own minutes. So it doesn't remove the ability for partners to push their own minutes, but it just means if someone rocks up to the Microsoft website with a credit card or through a CSP partner, there's one license to buy, which gets them the, the phone and the minutes and phone numbers. Great. Thanks for explaining that. And so what happens to Business Voice customers if they're already on Business Voice? You know, uh, is there an automatic upgrade to it, Teams phone? Yeah, good, good question, actually. So the um, customers who have still got Business Voice will be able to have it until their expiration date. And then when they renew, either direct or through their partner, yeah, they'll get aligned to the most appropriate license. So if they're using third-party minutes, they'll go for phone and the minutes from their third party. If they're using Microsoft minutes, they'll get the, the new bundle and i think it works out commercially i've got it on my blog if you have a look but it works out commercially better for them in either direction so um, a little bit of an upside there as well obviously yeah. i suppose i should counter that the office 365 licenses in general are going up so that might balance out a little bit but um, yeah it's uh, it's no major impact in, in the grand scheme of things fantastic definitely one to watch out for okay next up we said we talk about the microsoft cloud contact center Dynamics 365, customer service, contact center. <laughs> yeah, 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 easy for you to say. Yeah, it's Microsoft, Mar Microsoft marketing, right? So uh, yeah. This, is, this, yeah, this is Dynamics 365 customer service, and the feature is called voice channel. Um, so this is huge news, huge news for the industry. This is Microsoft putting a first-party contact center. They literally use the words all-in-one digital contact center solution. So they're not positioning this as anything short of a full contact center, which previously has always been a part of play for Microsoft. So in the Teams world, we have APIs and we have third-party contact centers. And in the Dynamics world, and Dynamics for those not familiar, it's kind of a CRM, uh, enterprise resource management product, big, big product for all your customer relationships. You start with CRM, but now it's business process, quoting everything. Um, and in that space, they would have third-party certified contact centers as well. So that's how you would bring voice into that ecosystem. Um, both those programs still exist, so you will still be able to have team certified contact centers. You will still be able to have dynamic certified contact centers. Microsoft very clear that's not going away, but leveraging all the investment they've made into Teams and Azure communication services, they can now offer direct PSDN, dial-in, queues, skills-based routing in their first-party product. Wow, so that is huge, isn't it? Huge news for the industry. And actually, one of the predictions that came true from last year's uh, set of Microsoft Teams predictions, if you remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Who had it? I can't remember now. But yes, that's a really interesting one. Someone was on the I think it was there. two people, actually. I think it might have been Blair Pleasant. Blair, I think, had it, yeah. And I think it was uh, Patrick Watson as well. They both said there was going to be a, a Microsoft first-party contact. I wonder if they said buy or build. That would be interesting, see if they got the build mm -hmm. bit as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, but they haven't acquired this. They have baited in with their own technology. Yeah. And it's super interesting industry kind of insider stuff, but it was really interesting. They positioned this as the contact center built on Microsoft Teams. Now, we know that Microsoft oh. Teams is effectively built on Azure communication services, or if you look at it another way, 
they built Microsoft Teams and Azure Communication Services, which is Microsoft CPaaS platform, is then reselling that platform as CPaaS. Um, but from a Microsoft point of view, Teams in the market is just doing a storm from a branding and adoption perspective. They clearly wanted Dynamics to be associated with that, that tear and like didn't mention Azure Communication Services at all. So rather than pushing this is a product on top of Azure Communication Services, they just pushed this is a Teams contact center, um, which is interesting because really from a usability point of view, it's more like you would live in Dynamics and bring voice and video into Dynamics, not bringing Dynamics into Teams, if that makes sense. It, it absolutely does make sense. And I, I would naturally start with the, the, the CRM and, and want to bake that in or connect it in somehow. And, and right now there are a number of, you know, contact center CCAS uh, players out there that can connect into CRM and connect into Microsoft Teams. So it's, it's interesting that they've done this and uh, what that means for the wider marketplace. Because as we know, it's it's a hot topic right now. It's, yeah. it's bringing that kind of CX or contact center uh, environment into Microsoft Teams. Definitely. And I think the really, the interesting thing is, will be, I mean, Microsoft pushed AI so heavily. You know, they were talking about AI as in sentiment analysis, real-time transcription, dynamic skills-based routing. So if you look back at the announcement, like every key feature is like AI, AI, AI. And I think that that future of customer contact is really interesting because some people are using Google's AI, some people are using Amazon's AI, Microsoft obviously got their AI. There are some third parties in the contact center space baking their own, but I think if you look along a timeline, AI, ML, all that stuff is going to become what that industry relies on. And will the people who are licensing it have an edge? Will the people who make it in-house have an edge? I think that'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. This is the start of something big. So maybe this time next year, we'll be you know, talking about this product in, a, in another light, really. Maybe have uh, you know, really taken... Uh, taking place or, or got, got lots of market traction but yeah uh, where they're starting tom are they starting with you know the enterprise users of dynamics they're starting a small end you know how, how are they looking at this yeah dynamics is really an enterprise product there is an smb kind of small license but i mean you're still talking a hundred dollars plus for the base license and you have to layer licenses for this you have to layer voice licenses and all sorts um, i was saying off, off camera i spent a lot of time with some mvps in this space and i'm, I'm getting a blog together that completely gets my head around it because it's a, it's a beast of a product set. Um, so just that would tell you it's more enterprise than, than SMB. Um, but it's also, it's tied into Dynamics wholeheartedly. So you, I don't think if you're a customer who's not using Dynamics, this would be your first choice for contact center unless you were transferring your whole business logic to Dynamics. So if you're a Salesforce shop and you use Teams, and you want a Teams contact center, you wouldn't, I don't think, go to Dynamics with a contact center piece. You'd go to a third party, maybe that does Salesforce and Teams. Um, but, so I'd say generally it's enterprise, but no doubt Microsoft will want to push this up and down market to capture as much as they can over time. Yeah, interesting and a really good you know, uh, way of describing it then. It's not, it's not right for everyone, but certainly for all the, all the companies out there with a you know, fairly substantial Microsoft investment then yeah, uh, yeah. It, I think those Dynamics partner contact centers will come under pressure it'll be interesting and Microsoft at the moment are just doing PSDN voice they also do omni-channel so they do chat and all sorts and it's a combination of first party and third party Microsoft have committed they're adding video as well which is really start to make it a bit more interesting because now you've got not just PSDN voice but also video in the mix um, and you've got that Teams integration 
and it'll be interesting at the moment you've got teams in the enterprise world and you've got teams in the consumer world like did at some point do they support teams consumer as a gateway in in the b2c scenario so there's a lot they could do there and so we'll keep an eye on this next year and see how it develops yeah lots to consider okay so next up we said we'd talk about real-time reporting um you know what's the scoop on this one tom yeah, so we, we talked about this on one of the previous podcasts. Microsoft are adding real-time reporting, so scheduled meetings every 10 seconds, updates on who's on the meeting, quality, packet loss, that kind of thing. Um, the big news is that Microsoft originally said that was going to be part of the advanced comms license, which is an add-on license per user. Um, so if you wanted to report on somebody's meetings, they would have to have this license. Um, and, and, and there was obviously a bit of pushback to that because, People don't know, you know, they want to have this for everybody potentially. They don't know who's going to be scheduling the meeting, all that sort of thing. So news now is Microsoft have dropped that feature out of advanced comms, meaning all tenants will get real-time reporting inclusive of their existing licenses. That's great. It's a nice plus. Some good news. Yeah, and the advanced comms license in general is just, just becoming you know almost a bit of a farce. It's like every other month on the podcast, we're like, this feature's in, this feature's out. Yeah. It, it feels like a license-looking for a problem in a way so it'll be interesting to see again we'll keep an eye on it um next year where that advanced comms license goes if i just look at the website now at the moment in that license you get uh customized branding for your pre-joined meeting experience custom together mode scenes and the ability to have custom policy packs to deploy to users so you know the custom policy packs you can do that with a, a bit of PowerShell, if you know what you're doing, together mode scenes, maybe some people see value in that, you know, having their company layout in together mode and a logo on the pre-meeting join is, a, I think, a nice to have for lots of people. So it, it, adding real-time reporting to that suddenly gave it something genuinely advanced, but now it's back out. Um, we'll see where that license goes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next up, we've got uh, an interesting one, something we've not spoken a lot about ever before on uh, our show, Tom, but um, we're going to talk about avatars and 3D experiences in Microsoft Teams. Tell us more. Yeah, so this is really interesting. So this was uh, announced earlier in the year, actually, Microsoft Mesh, which is their um, avatar and 3D world experiences, kind of enterprise experiences product. And then at Ignite uh, in November... Microsoft said that there will be a, a mesh for Microsoft Teams and it will bring this experience into Teams. So there's two parts to it. First part is avatars instead of video. So the idea here is um, not everybody's comfortable with video, not everybody can do video. You can replace your video with an avatar. So two-dimensional turns up in the Brady Bunch like you um, and that avatar will move and react um, initially based on your voice input but at some point more like a kind of Snapchat filter camera type experience so potentially you'll take video of you move like you but you're not on video um, so that's interesting because that's kind of like a the basic concept is this is better than not having video arguably not as good as having video in my opinion you can't beat that for, for getting reactions but something so if a presenter is presenting to a bunch of people at least they have something to present to that's not just a initials in a blank screen kind of thing and i'm presuming i'm not going to need any special equipment i'm not going to need a you know a vr headset on no yeah good yeah good point not at all for that so initially say it will just be based on kind of 
voice tone and it'll probably just be you know i guess not super animated because it's not got much input to go on when it's camera like like those you know you see emojis and things on your phone it'll it'll react the same way you react so uh, no details of what kit but i would expect you know your standard webcams to be able to do that job yeah it's interesting with all this metaverse conversation at the moment that seems to be in the news constantly this is really interesting to see microsoft and Microsoft Teams, you know, Microsoft Mesh and Microsoft Teams, you know, really kind of making forward steps into the... the yeah, the, there's no the doubt the Facebook Mesh news, Meta news, gave it a big push, because Microsoft had already announced this, like, and everyone's like, yeah, that's cool, but it's a bit out there, and then Facebook say it's the future of the world, and then, and then Microsoft kind of say, oh, we're going Teams, and suddenly everybody gets really excited. It shows, shows how Facebook kind of, you know, have a bigger news cycle in that respect. Um, and then yeah. that's the second part of the announcement. There is a full-on... 3d virtual world experience so you'll be able to join in either without vr headset so you will join kind of keyboard and mouse style or you'll be able to join with full-on you know obviously they'll do hololens but also other um 3d vr headsets and meet in a three-dimensional view and microsoft's kind of usp here is they will then bring content through so all the office content that you work on and whiteboards and all that kind of stuff they can bring that into the 3d world um, I, I'm still a bit juries out on will enterprise people meet in 3D. I see it for design projects, for walking around three-dimensional car designs, that kind of thing. I think there's some really good use cases, um, but but will everybody plug in or am I out of date? And, you know, the next generation that come in, that's their preferred way of meeting and then it becomes more normal. But Microsoft is certainly placing a bet that um, that will be part of the future of kind of meetings and productivity and they'll be at the forefront of it. Yeah, and as we say, we're going to be doing Microsoft predictions uh, coming up for the new year, and and I'm sure we're going to hear some predictions around the the extended reality space and how Microsoft's going to play a part in that, and uh, the whole metaverse thing. I think is really interesting, and our updates across next year, Tom, should get even more uh, crazy as we start talking about you know virtual. Uh, collaboration and, and things like that. So yeah, it's really going to be cool. super interesting. Super interesting to see the uptake of it. Like, like Ian, someone said to me, you know, I was you know, like, are people going to use avatars? It's like, well, we all use giffies and emojis in business comms now all the time, and you wouldn't have said that, you know, five, ten years ago that you're going to send your boss gifts, but now it's normal. Um, so maybe avatars become just as normal. Like, not, not, I don't think it ever replaces video, but as an addition, maybe it's quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, from the metaverse into regulations and compliance. So, <laughs> yeah, that's quite uh, a switch, isn't it? From, from future to very much current reality. Let's talk rea reality. Uh, we've got an update on E911. Tell us more. Yeah, this is a really big deal for select customers. I've been having lots of conversations on it with customers. So um, Dynamic E911, uh, easy for me to say, is the ability to tell the emergency services, or they're called PSAPs in the US, where you're physically located. So if you ring the emergency services and you have a problem and you either don't know the address or you can't communicate the address, they can work out where you are. Uh, obviously, that's quite important. It's actually, actually a legal requirement in a number of states. Um, at the moment, the, the current Teams functionality is static, meaning you can predefine a set network ties to a set address. The user dynamically moves, but the mapping is static. And what's coming, and it unblocks a bunch of customers, is the ability to have end users define their address for emergency calling. So if they're working from home and the location isn't mapped, either 
the, the location services like on your mobile or your laptop will attempt to map it and failing that or additional to that you can pick your address out of the list so for some customers depending on how they interpret the regulations that unblocks the working from home scenario and legal compliance for you because the user can put in their home address and if they have to make an emergency call that address will be transferred to the emergency services yeah and as you say an absolute crucial feature for safety and everything else so um really good to hear from microsoft you know again innovating uh just in that in that area of teams you know it's great to see um Okay, so next up, we said we talk about devices. Tell us more on that front, because we've got a couple of things happening here. Yeah, so there's another thing I think we're going to do push a bit more on the show is to do some device news roundup, and there's been a lot of good stuff off the back of Ignite as well. Um, biggest news by far in devices space, Microsoft are adding more management capabilities into the Teams admin center, so bringing in more device control directly in uh, without the need for any advanced licensing or anything but also they're adding APIs for device management. So this will allow your audio codes and polys and various others that have third-party management platforms to directly manage Microsoft Teams devices, um, which has been a big ask for the longest time because many of those vendors will support multiple different device types. So maybe they support PBX devices and Teams devices, as an example. Um, so now they'll be able to do some management of those devices from a, from a third-party single-pane of class rather than kind of forcing admins to go off to the Teams admin center. Yeah, so that's really cool because that effectively opens up the door for all the kind of agnostic service management companies that, that want to manage the Microsoft Teams environment. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they'll have the ability to to control those devices. Not not much detail on to the extent of what they'll be able to do, you know, reboots, firmware upgrades, config, things like that. We'll see that come in due course. But yeah, it's a, it's a really big ask because lots of that, lots, lots of kind of innovation in the ecosystem about how to manage multi-vendor devices will now unlock the Teams. Yeah, and multi-vendor environments are hot, aren't they? They're not going away, and so that you know, not having that capability was was only ever going to cause a headache. So I, I really like the the kind of play from and, and direction that Microsoft's taken on this one. Yeah, and I think it's just a good it's just a good standard in general that they hold Microsoft to that if there's something you can do in the Teams admin center. I expect an API too. Like I, I might just be writing an in-house tool to do things. So some customers are big enough to do that. Um, I don't want to do everything through through a web UI. I want API or I want command line. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so uh, next up, we said we'd just plug a couple of events that are coming up. Um, not so much on, on the events front uh, this month, Tom, I suppose, but looking into January, uh, we do have the UC Summit uh, 2022 coming up. That's uh, all online towards the end of January. We'll put a link in the description to that. Plus, we do have the Microsoft Teams predictions coming up uh, early January as well. So we're going to go out to a whole bunch of r real Microsoft Teams experts and ask them for their their predictions uh, again this year. So I'm really looking forward to that, Tom. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that. We need to go back through last year's video and uh, give give prizes for anybody like the contact center thing that they got them right. And uh, yeah, we'll be going out to a bunch of people and getting their predictions. Uh, as you say, it'll be interesting to see what the topics are. I expect AI, ML, and uh, and the metaverse stuff will be be hot on that list. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really really excited for another year of Microsoft Teams news. It's it's going to be really good to see. So. Um, Tom, great to see you. Thanks again for this month's Microsoft Teams Insights and I wish you and your family a superb Christmas and New Year. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, same to you, same to you and yours and everybody who are uh, listening and, and is getting involved in the show. As always, 
your comments and questions throughout the year are a big part of this show. So thanks for that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to another year of Team News next year. Indeed. And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed our Christmas update, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick mention on social as it's always appreciated. So we're wishing you the very best for 2022. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching. <laughs>